2023. Uh, just gonna make this nice and short. I uh, I'm on vacation right now. Still, we're having a great time. I uh, got through Disney last night. I uh, made it all the way to about 10:30, and uh, I had to take two of my kids home. But my wife and my son uh, stayed and closed the park down with Grandma. But uh, we had a great time and uh, went on some fun rides. And yeah, I tell you, uh, bringing in a little vodka ain't a terrible thing if you throw it in a water bottle. It definitely uh takes the edge off a little bit, but uh, either way, I'm uh, just going to kind of keep this a little bit shorter. We'll still do some sharp money here at the end of the show, but uh, mostly going to be kind of a go through the NFL, just like I normally do, maybe a little faster. And I'm going to give you a couple great college plays that I love. We're having a profitable sports year on the NFL, about even in college. So uh, happy when you put them both together, you're profitable. So that's a, that's definitely a great thing, but we're going to get started here with some NFL and kind of just going to go from top to pot, bottom, obviously leaving a few larger premium plays off, but the bears versus the commanders, uh, you know, not about six, five and a half, six and a half. The spreads bouncing around a little bit. I really don't care about the spread. The bears secondary is absolutely still decimated. And I just can't trust the bears. The commanders hot and cold team. It just depends on Sam Howell. He throws a lot of interceptions at times, but can does he throw interceptions against a terrible secondary? Maybe not. And that's why you're seeing a spread far past the three. But this is there's only one play in this one. And I'm, I took the over 44. It's at 44 and a half. I don't know why it's so low when Washington's actually a little bit more of an offensive team. And uh, same with the Bears. And Justin Fields, very prone to pick sixes. And so is Washington. This is far too low of a number for me. I'm definitely taking the over 44 and a half, but by the time you get this podcast, maybe this game will be done. Let's move on to the London game, Jaguars versus Bills. This number is roughly five and a half, and I don't know if it gets back to six. It was bouncing earlier this week. Uh, the total of this game is in the 40s at 48, so I mean, here's a play I'm going to give out, and I took the Jaguars plus the five and a half, and there's a lot of reasons why. First of all, do my numbers say that? No, my numbers has the Bills winning and covering the spread, but you have to look at a couple different things. The Jaguars themselves are in London, and uh, they will, that's their home, <laughs> basically. I think their home field advantage in London is actually bigger than what it is in uh jacksonville <laughs> plus it's just that hard of a spot for other teams it's kind of a distraction for the bills you know kind of already had a big win against miami beating up the division a little bit of course they had an ugly loss against the jets but now they're this is kind of an annoyance to them and when this happens it usually becomes a little bit of a flat spot so even though my numbers early numbers say the bills the jaguars i think will get better and better as the season progresses and five and a half is just too much new field for the bills they I don't think we've played in London, at least for not for a while. So uh, if you actually look at the advanced stats here, the Bills, not too bad. I mean, the, the Bills are a, a very solid team is what I'm trying to say. They're, 
the Jaguars stats aren't too bad. And unfortunately, I'm having a little internet difficulty, so bear with me a second. But yards per play wise, it's not like the Bills have a massive difference. They are uh, point, actually, they're even in yards per play at 6.2 on offense. They give up 6.2 on defense. They tend to tighten up in the red zone. But the Jaguars, even with that just terrible start, is only minus. 0.5 yards per play. And if you give them just a little bit for their home field, just by going by those stats, you think that the Jaguars can maybe get together if they don't screw up and turn up the turn over the ball. I, I mean, this is in Jacksonville or in London. I love this spot for the Jaguars. I think it should be a three-point spread just due to all the factors. Uh, we've seen Trevor Lawrence play great. And this team mostly returned everybody from last year. They started out a little flat, but uh, – Five is way too much, even against the Bills. We're going to take the Jaguars, and hopefully you woke, wake up to a game where maybe they might be leading a little bit in the first half. We're going to do that for 2.5 stars. Next game, we're going to look at the Giants versus the Dolphins. And if you hear any background noise, I do apologize because I still have uh, my family in the room here getting ready for the day. We're going to head over to Newport or Huntington Beach for a nice beach day. Uh this spread shot way up to 11. Um, I mean, if you look at the far opener, it was four and a half. The Giants look so terrible. Against Seattle, it's also a short week, and the Giants or in the Dolphins actually have a big spot, being that they just got crushed by the Bills. Uh, this is a bad spot. It's probably going to be the largest survivor play. And we were wondering how week five was going to pan out. Well, now the Dolphins look like a much better survivor play than the Cardinals do for sure. But, um, you know, I don't have anything this game. I certainly will lean to the over which is around the 48 mark. I do think Daniel Jones can move the ball against Miami. Uh, if he didn't throw that pick six, he might have kind of got back into that game against Seattle last week. It was a goal line pick six, 14-point swing on that one. So we're going we're gonna to look towards the over here. I'm going to give you a strong lean to the over. Next game, uh, Saints versus Patriots. So this is going to content to be part of a teaser leg. Uh, at the end of this episode, we're going to uh, talk a little bit about teasers here. Uh, Ravens, Steelers. So I can't trust the Steelers. Now it's up to four. We don't know if Kenny Pickett's playing. If Mitch Trubisky plays, it's not that much of a downgrade with how bad Kenny Pickett's been playing. Hell, I would even put it as even. So if this thing for some reason hits six when Kenny Pickett is announced out, or if he's announced out, Definitely lean to the Steelers, but anything between the three and the six is correct just with how bad the Steelers are playing. And the Ravens, very hot and cold team. There's no way I would lay road points with them, but they're also untrustable. Um, these teams play each other to three points all the time. The Ravens probably a little bitter from what happened last year, obviously, uh, getting knocked out of the playoffs and everything. I, or almost getting knocked out of the playoffs, but they did get knocked out of the playoffs by Cincinnati, a different division rival last year so i do correct that but uh the steelers this game always comes down to three points so i'm, I'm not going to mess with it with how bad the steelers look if mitch is in and it gets to six i'll take mitch uh panthers versus lions this is all the way up to 10 in a lot of books now um i got this early on the lions but i'm not giving it out at 10 i think it's starting to get towards where you might look towards the panthers the panthers are the second worst team in my power ratings the Bears are the worst. The Panthers are second worst. The Denver Broncos are third worst. So I completely understand this. And why did this not hit double digits from the opener, I think, was wrong. Because the Lions are every bit deserving of being looked at as 
a top six team. You know, top six teams should be laying double digits at home against bottom three teams. That's just the way it is. So I'll lean to the Lions at the minus 10. But uh, unless it gets back down to where I played it, it's just a lean. Texans at Falcons. So Texans, massive game that they had last week, just upsetting the Steelers. And a lot of people had that in their contest plays. Hell, I even put a little on the Steelers. It wasn't a big play, but I just thought it was a good spot for them. But the Texans just kind of playing great with C.J. Stroud. And C.J. Stroud saying all the right things right now. C.J. Stroud is a top-rated quarterback, believe it or not. Um, I'm glad that I had him as my top-ranked quarterback coming out of the draft. It looks like Anthony Richardson might be second now. And Bryce Young has <laughs> certainly dropped some, didn't he? But uh, either way, I still don't have a ton of faith in Texans. I think there's going to fall flat at some point. But the question is, which is going to happen first, the Falcons scoring or the Texans scoring? Because I like this from a live bet scenario. If the Falcons actually uh, score first, I think they can just kind of keep pouring on the rushing plays. The Texans are not a good rush defense and they haven't been a good rush defense for a very long time now so you know in my opinion uh the texans this should be around pick them in my opinion I, I think the texans are very good still and if the texans score first i don't have faith in desmond ritter <laughs> i don't think he can move the ball that well so uh this is also going to be a teaser leg because you have a pretty low total here and i'll pull the total up on this game it is uh 41.5 so when you have a low total, you always look to uh, do a little bit of tease action in that situation. Uh, going back to the Saints-Patriots, by the way, that is also a low total as well. I forgot to mention that two games are going to be very windy. Saints-Patriots are going to be very windy this week. And the Baltimore game that I just went over earlier versus Steelers is supposed to be pretty windy as well. Up to 19 mile per hour winds, it looks like. So you always look to the under in that. Titans versus Colts. Should be an ugly game. I mean, Titans is a very untrustworthy team. That's why this game should be around Pickham. And right now, the Colts are plus two and a half. The Titans are road favorites here. Certainly lean to the Colts here. I don't think the Titans should be laying road chalk on anybody. Minus the Bears, the Carolina Panthers, and and uh, maybe maybe the uh, Denver Broncos. That's about it. That's the only team that the Titans should be laying road chalk on. So. Colts a little bit better than I thought. Anthony Richardson's a good quarterback, but he should be pretty easy to figure out, in my opinion. This is probably going to come down to the end, but I certainly like the Colts as a teaser leg in this situation as well. I think uh, the Colts would be a good teaser leg being at home here. Next, we have the Bengals versus the Cardinals. I have a premium play on this, and I gave it out early in the week, so I am going to pass on this game. Eagles versus Rams. So this is a, another situation where one team a little bit overrated kind of coming in and i guess the eagles would be called overrated just because they lost a lot of people on injury i don't think they're overrated if you look at uh the, the team as a whole but they've lost a lot of linebackers in injury some secondary let's uh just quick go over to the eagles injury report here so we can talk a little bit better fletcher cox their defensive tackle is now unavailable for practice uh Nicobe Deem is their best linebacker, and he's on injured reserve right now, or their second best linebacker. Sidney Brown is questionable. Their safety. Uh, they also have Avante Maddox back a couple weeks ago, as you remember. They're good cornerback here. 
they still have awesome trenches. So I kind of trust them from that point. But uh, this is a situation where they're on the road here and the Rams are a lot better than I thought they would be. You know, the Rams uh, played huge against San Francisco. And I thought that San Francisco was a little fortunate to kind of come back in that game. Uh, we saw the Rams last week beat the crap out of the Colts and Colts, of course, came back in the game. But, you know, this is a great coach and Sean McVay. And I think McVay can probably scheme his way around the Eagles a little bit himself. And so you have a pass to three. Rams are at home. Rams don't have a great home field advantage. But since their Super Bowl, there's been more and more fans showing up. Cooper Cup, limited participant in Wednesday's practice. He is scheduled to return at any point here. So Cooper Cup technically could play this game. Puka Nakua obviously is in. But from a health standpoint, Rams not looking too bad. So uh, they are healthier than the Eagles. This spread is too high. My numbers have this game closer to three. And I'll give you the exact number here as soon as it loads. But uh, the Rams are should be two-point dogs at home right now to the Eagles. I do not have them worse than two-point dogs. And I just don't know how this thing is past the three if you look at how both teams have actually been playing. You know, the, the, the Eagles have not been playing that well at all. And plus, the Eagles are certainly injured. So this will be another play I'm giving out. So Jaguars first and the Rams next for two stars in this situation. Moving down, we have the Chiefs and the Vikings. Chiefs are laying minus four, and the total of this game is pretty high, but not as high as people would think. Uh, you know, before, I would assume this thing would be in the 50s. Oh, it is in the 50s, 52.5. Um, it looks like there's a little sharp money on the over 92%. That's to the over 93% of the money, so just a slight dual action here pushed it up from 51 and a half to 52 and a half so uh this situation i have a premium play on the side so i'm not going to discuss it but the vikings defense is so bad they definitely let people back into the game if they're leading but at the same time the vikings offense is so good they're never really out of it they can backdoor teams that kind of let off the gas well, you saw the chiefs last week against the jets let off the gas a little bit themselves of course there was some bad officiating that helped that as well but Simple situation here where uh, you can see uh, over hitting for sure uh, with these defenses. Next game, Jets versus Broncos. And Broncos is laying about 1.5. Uh, pretty low total in this thing. Uh, it's in the uh, low 40s, 43. And there was some sharp money to the over somehow just because the Broncos defense looks so bad. But I can't trust Zach Wilson on the road. And I can't trust the Broncos' defense. It's that simple. These teams are pretty high variant. Uh, Broncos got their first win. The Jets played tough a little bit when they kind of got back in the game against Kansas City. But I still don't believe in Zach Wilson. And there's absolutely no way I could take Zach Wilson in this situation. Here's another thing. Money came on the over, which I don't like teasers as much when money comes in on the over. Because that shows that the number could be light if it's sharp money. And this was certainly some sharp money pushing this thing from 40 all the way up to 43 and a half. So not a big fan of the teaser lag on the Jets here, to be honest with you. I could see like a, you know, 27 to 17 type game, uh, you know, 30 to 20, something like that. Uh, 
this situation, I'm going to stay away from when there's two highly variant teams up. Cowboys versus Niners. Total is 45. Cowboys are dogs by three and a half. It's kind of what Jerry Jones said. This is kind of their litmus test here. They're, t- they're going against the best team by far. I have the Niners as my best team. And the Cowboys are going to play tough. And they remember losing in the playoffs to the Niners. And the Cowboys have a lot of studs on that team. They blew away the Patriots. And the Cowboys aren't far behind the Niners, you know. How much are you going to give the Niners for home field advantage? I don't know. I certainly will lean to the Cowboys here. I think this is their uh, big game of the regular season. I think they circle this one. They want to prove a point in this situation, and it's still Brock Purdy. He could be flustered, and if he gets flustered, you never know what's going to happen. Man, this is going to be the best game of the week for sure. I cannot wait to watch this one. I have a strong lean to the Cowboys in this situation, uh, but I've also seen Dak Prescott uh, choke under pressure and fall flat on his face. So that can also happen in this situation as well. Still waiting on a couple of my stats to load here. Uh, hopefully I could uh, go over a couple key stats in the next game. We have for the next game, the Packers versus the Raiders. And this is going to be your Monday night special. Packers are minus one. The total of this one is somewhat low for this game. It's at 44 and a half. I kind of thought it would have been a little bit higher with how bad the Raiders defense has been showing. So I do have a premium play on this one. And I, I'm not going to go into too much detail. But one thing I will say is that the Raiders did show nicely. Uh, nice little comeback last week with their quarterback from Purdue, Aiden O'Connell. And I said some good things about how he, you know, played in the preseason. Uh, the Packers are getting healthy. You know, Bakhtiari's he's gone, whatever. He's always gone. I'm not going to really care about him a little bit, but Packers are getting some guys back. Uh, Jones should be playing. Watson should be playing. So you're going to look at a pretty healthy Packers team, and that should give a little confidence to the quarterback. I do have a premium play on the side on this one, so I'm not going to get into it. But the total is probably pretty close to what it should be. I don't know what to expect out of the Raiders if they're going to score a lot. Uh, it's a big spot for the Raiders being that they just had their hearts ripped up from them uh, the last, what, five, six, actually since kind of mostly a whole regular season except for that Broncos win, right? Uh, Raiders are one of my worst teams for sure uh, in the NFL. From an EPA perspective on offense, they're a little bit better at 20th. But um, on defense, I'm pulling up the numbers on EPA. Uh, as soon as it populates, I'll tell you. The Packers uh, are solid on both sides of the ball. Yeah, the Raiders are 30th on defense, while the Packers are 18th in defensive EPA. And going back to offense, they actually are 12th. So how much home field advantage are you giving the Raiders in Vegas? I wouldn't give them a lot. Lots of other people come to watch that game. I know a lot of Packer fans that are going to Vegas just for this game itself. So uh, the problem with that being a destination city like LA, you certainly lose some home field advantage. So there you have it. Those are, those are my NFL plays. Moving on to college football, we're going to start right away with the biggest game, Texas versus the rivalry, rivalry Oklahoma. And Texas is laying six and a half and six in some books. I think this number is massive and I think it's too big. You know, I was upset because I thought that Texas would be laying three, three and a half and they're laying six and a half. 
that makes me look towards Oklahoma a little bit. Now, unfortunately, my power numbers say seven, and I don't want to go against my power numbers on neutral field. That's what you have them for. This ain't a spot game. This both teams should be up. Texas was beating them 49 to nothing last year, if you remember, before most people turned this game off. But statistically, they're very close, about equal in yards per play. Offensive success rate for Oklahoma, 7th, 47th for, the Tex, for Texas. But defensive success rate for Oklahoma, 17th. Texas is fourth. Now, now, Texas has had the harder strength schedule. Rice, maybe not. A Alabama, for sure. Wyoming was okay at Baylor. Uh, easy win for them. But Arkansas State, SMU, Tulsa, and Cincinnati for Oklahoma. Sorry, those are not very good games and very good teams. So, But even with that, I, wasn't at hoping, I was hoping it wouldn't be six and a half. I wanted to bet Texas at three and a half. But at six and a half? have to lean Oklahoma, even though my numbers say seven. It's just too big of a rivalry. It's just too embarrassing for Oklahoma last year in this big spot to get blown out by this Texas team. And we've seen Texas choke before in those situations. Oklahoma's 5-0 and against the spread, against the closing number. So even though I'm a little bit lower than the market on Oklahoma, this spread, sorry, the power ratings, I should say, the spread is the market. And I'm higher on Oklahoma than the spread by a little bit just for the spot itself, not because of my power numbers, because I'm exactly at seven, but I was hoping to bet Texas, but I just don't get this number because you have Jeff Sagarin has these two teams equal and he factors in strength of schedule. And if you look at other power rankings that are respected, like team rankings, they have Oklahoma as the better team. So what the heck is this? You know, it kind of blows my mind that uh, it's already that high, but I mean, I am, there's no way I'm laying six and a half with Texas. I could not get to that number myself. The other big game that I want to discuss was Alabama at Texas A&M. This thing has dropped a little bit. It's down to one and a half in a lot of books. I was kind of hoping it was going to go back up to three because I really had lean on Texas A&M, but I'm not there yet. I'm going to do a little bit more research, but you know, the money came in on AM for for now. Now money's coming kind of coming back in on Alabama. AM has had that loss against Miami, and it was in Miami, but it was early in the season. You guys still have to remember that AM has just as good talent as Alabama has over the past four or five years, really. They've been recruiting amazingly there. And Jimbo's done a fantastic job of that, just not as coaching, but this is the best Texas A&M team I've seen in a while, especially from a defensive perspective. Uh, Auburn could not even move the ball against him. You know, that's uh, th that was embarrassing for Auburn. And uh, you saw them move the ball the week later easily against Georgia. So looking at pure stats, Alabama had a couple clunkers. That South Florida was terrible. Of course, uh, Milrow was an in. Uh, Texas A&M actually has a better net yards play point 1.96 to 1.4 for Alabama. Texas A&M had a couple easy games too. New Mexico, Louisiana, Monroe was pretty easy, but they played at Miami and Auburn. Alabama took care of business against Ole Miss. Mississippi State was just a very easy team. Uh, South Florida, you know, and Texas obviously was terrible games for them, but what Bama do you believe the Bama the last two weeks or kind of Bama for the whole season? Unfortunately, from a power rank perspective, I have held him a favorite here. And I'm going to pull that up right now just to see how big it was. Um, 
Alabama is a six point favorite according to my power rank. So this tells me to bet Alabama, but it's just such a massive spot at Texas A&M and Texas A&M has a pretty big home field advantage. So um, probably going to stay away from this game and enjoy it, but there's some good prices on Texas A&M for futures 14 to one on FanDuel. I actually did take a little bit of nibble of that because uh, if they get by this game, Texas A&M has a lot smoother sailing to get to the SEC championship game where you can possibly hedge that easily against a team like Georgia. So yeah, remember Texas A&M does not have an SEC loss yet. Now they still have LSU, Ole Miss, a couple other big games kind of coming up on deck, but man, Texas A&M looking pretty good. All right, let's get into a two plays I'm going to be giving you for college football. We're going to look at college football week six here. And I just got to, Pull it up. All right. Now that my internet's not messing up as well, I can load my page with my plays. We're going to go Washington State versus UCLA. UCLA is laying about three and a half total of 60. And what world do we live in where Washington State should be a dog to UCLA? <laughs> I know it's a way, but UCLA looked good versus the children of the poor. You know, some very bad teams. Uh, but when they stepped up in class, like last week against Utah, they got really punched in the mouth now. Wazoo ranks 14th in offensive success rate to UCLA's 60th. So right now, Washington State looks like the harder team or the more successful team, at least on getting first downs, having success on their plays. But the Cougars also have a big strength of schedule advantage. That's the big thing. The Bruins just played Utah, but the Cougars faced Wisconsin and Oregon State and beat them both and still have better numbers. Uh, not necessarily from a yards per play perspective, and that's why UCLA is favored just based on that one stat. But the strength of schedule, I think, is a massive part of that. Net 3.5 is their yards per play, and it's just too easy a competitions. Cam Ward, just an amazing stat line so far. He actually came from an incarnate ward when he transferred into Washington State. 75% completion percentage, 13 TVs, TDs, zero interception, 187 rating. Bruins Dante Moore, only 56% completion percentage with eight TDs and an 186 rating. UCLA can run the ball, but Washington State can prove, or they did prove, that they can stop the run against Wisconsin, or at least slow it down, and against a base rushing team like Oregon State. I like Washington State, plus the points here. Grab three and a half. I actually took that three earlier in the week, and I took a bad number because I thought money was going to pour in on Washington State. It didn't, so there's, that's like a slight concern for me, but Still pretty confident in my play. Uh, I still think the three is fine. Pick it at three and a half or 2.5 stars. And finally, Old Dominion versus Southern Miss. Southern Miss minus one and a half, total 57.5. This should be a typical front belt game where we see some points. Neither team is all that good on defense with the Monarchs allowing 28 points per game and Southern Miss allowing 39. Old Dominion is a fast-paced team ranking 11th in pace where they play they have played poor competition. And being that they play poor competition, it's hard to completely trust them. But I know that they can certainly put up points against another poor team like Southern Miss, who gives up about seven yards per play. Southern Miss has a defense awesome, uh, defense, uh, uh, sorry, defense, decent offense bleh, against bad teams, putting up over 35. If they are not name like Tulane and Florida State where they couldn't put up a lot of points, but this is against Old Dominion. I like the over here, and I expect both teams to score a ton of points. I expect Old Dominion to 
definitely uh, pace the game because they've set a lot of pace in their games earlier. Teams just sometimes have to keep it up a little bit. So over 57.5 for two stars is the play right there. All right, let's move on to a little sharp money here. And we can start with college football sharp money. All right, we're going to go college football. Week six sharp money movement as of Tuesday, October 5th. Sharp money on Rutgers, plus 14.5 to plus 13 at Wisconsin, 81% of tickets and 92% of the money. Arkansas State, plus 18 to plus 16 at UAB, 58% of tickets and 89% of the money. Sharp money on Old Dominion, plus 3 to plus 1.5 at Southern Miss, 80% of the tickets and 97% of the money. Sharp money on Michigan, minus 15 to minus 19 at Minnesota, 90% of the tickets and 98% of the money. Sharp money on Texas Tech, plus 3 to minus 1.5 at Baylor, 76% of the tickets and 99% of the money. Sharp totals. Wash, uh, Western Michigan versus Mississippi State under 58.5 to 56.5, 79% of the tickets and 89% of the money. Sharp money on LSU versus Missouri over 58.5 to 64.5, 90% of the tickets and 98% of the money. Sharp money on Purdue versus Iowa under 41.5 to 38, 81% of the tickets and 89% of the money. Syracuse versus North Carolina over 57.5 to 59.5, 40% of the tickets and 66% of the money. And Texas Tech versus Baylor over 56.5 to 60. Uh, 45% of the tickets and 89% of the money on that over. Sharp NFL, we're going to go right to, as of Tuesday, October 5th, the sharp sides are on the Dolphins, minus 7.5 to minus 11, hosting the Giants, 90% of the tickets and 98% of the money. Try man the Cardinals, plus 5 to plus 3, hosting the Bengals, 54% of the tickets and 94% of the money. Sharpman the Vikings, plus 5 to plus 4, hosting the Chiefs, 27% of the tickets and 57% of the money. Sharp totals, Saints versus Patriots, under 42 to 40, 82% of the tickets and 90% of the money, a bunch of wind in that game. Ravens versus Steelers, 41.5 under to 38, 90% of the tickets, 98% of the money, also wind in that game and possible rain. Jets versus Broncos, over 40 to 43.5, 55% of the tickets and 98% of the money. That's that over money I was talking about. My friends, sorry for the choppy podcast. It's hard to do when you're on vacation. I was glad to give you a a few plays. Uh, obviously, we're going to be completely back to normal by next week. Uh, enjoy games this weekend. Uh, there's some fights as well. If you want to get into a little UFC, uh, if you have any questions, email us at info at the Oddsbreakers and go get some.